Hi, Kath. Hi, Don. Open up my window. And our King of Wands is here. Joshua. Hey there. Do you prefer Josh or Joshua? Either one works. Josh is faster. Okay, good. So um the we have Josh on the podcast mostly because um it's gonna make it easier for me when I try to promote your new project and you guys can talk at length and this way people can immediately connect with this brand new sisters project that Kathy has been wanting to do for a really long time and as we know Josh is an enabler so that's what I do <laughs> <laughs> so um I'm gonna take us I'm gonna take a back seat and you guys are gonna drive this bus so to speak and tell the folks about what you're doing because it's really cool. All right. So, uh, Josh, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. We talk about you all the time. So now they have a voice. <laughs> My ears are burning every time. <laughs> <laughs> our King of Wands, our Josh. Yeah, if you're on Patreon, you already know who Josh is because Josh gives us really good Witchy Wednesday spells. So, yeah. if you're a listener and you want more spell work, um, more details about that josh is really great so join the patreon circle and you'll get all that inside scoop from our knowledgeable king of wands it's amazing thank you, very kind. Thank you. yay so i guess i'll start with how it all happened i've been wanting to do a dimfna project forever um and josh out of nowhere was like um when you wanted to take that i want you to talk about this part but that you took a trip to the um, the church, what are they, the relic church of St. Dimphna? Yeah, it's her cathedral. All right, tell us about your trip. Okay, well, I last year, well, when I had Googled it like a while ago, I saw that there was a national shrine for St. Dimphna in Maslin, Ohio, so like Northeast Ohio area. I'm like, oh, this is great. We should do a road trip. And I think over a year ago, we had talked about you know, caravanning from where we were for her feast day, May 15th, but then COVID came to town, crushed all of our dreams, and that didn't happen. Well, then was, I think, March, I'm like, I, I just want to go. Like, I just got that sudden urge to go. And so I reached out and messaged you saying, hey, I'm taking a day off from work to go make this trip. Um, and you were excited. I was excited. And so I, you know, woke up at like six in the morning, slept on up there. <laughs> visited with the church, visited with one of the volunteers who took me around and, you know, shared like her stories as well as the history of the church. And it was just a very moving, much more moving than I really expected it to be. Um, I kind of thought, oh, it's going to be neat. I'll see a statue. I'll light a candle. But it was a very strong visit um, mm -hmm. in there. It's kind of like when you're close to a radio station and the sound is clear that's what it felt like being in her church. Um, so I want to interrupt here for the sake of the listeners is that I introduced you as kind of a practicing witch 
and yet you're talking about going to church. So clarify that because we're of the same, me and Kathy and you are of the same mindset. So, um, and we've talked about it on the podcast, but I want you to talk about that too. Right. Absolutely. I think that, you know, I, I believe that there are truths in all faiths and practices. And I think, you know, I don't go around and just collect and just, you know, mindlessly, I'm very thoughtful and intentional of the energies that I'm connecting with and making sure that I'm working with them appropriately. And I'm not just appropriating um, other things mm. and their practices. Um, but for me, like, you know, St. Dimpna, she's the patron saint of mental health and autism. And, you know, I'm a social worker for people and I work with people with disabilities. Um, so she's up my alley vibrationally. Um, we're definitely connected. And her story, when I discovered it, it was just one of those stories where it's almost like when you meet someone and you just instantly click and you're like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> it was just that story for me. I was just like, oh, like she's something to me. I don't know who or what yet, but it's something. Um, and then as I devoted more time and researched more and connected with her, I'm like, oh, she's, you know, she's on my team. Like we're connected. Um, and so I work and pray with her often, um, especially, you know, the past two years, everything's just been so crazy. She's definitely been an anchor. Um, and so me going to this church, I saw that as making like a pilgrimage, you know, making an offering of my time, money, um, as well as, you know, praying, as well as giving her thanks for all that I know she has done for me and those I care about. So beautiful. That's so beautiful. And what's interesting is that you and I, you, you and I have known each other for a few years and I have, I have been connected with Dimpna um, after I finished seminary um, in 2006. Um, I was introduced to her very quickly when I was learning about saints and we were going through that, you know, it, you know, she was really passed over, you know, and I didn't know much about her. Um, the priest I was working with, uh, you know, he just said, you know, she's, she's, she's somebody that's specific, you know, for mental health and, 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 um, also disabilities, um, autism, that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, I'm a channeler. So I wouldn't think to, because I didn't have that relationship with her yet, that I could channel her energy in any way. Um, and so when I really met her was 2009, uh, Donovan came home. Some of you know the story already, but I, I just like to tell it because it's just so amazing how I met her. Um, Donovan came back from the hospital. He was he was uh, institute he was uh, hospitalized over eight times in his life, and this was his second second time in and out. He was still young, and he just came back home after six months. And they only gave me a mat, and they told me if he becomes violent, just take him down, just hold him down. It was terrible, and I was working, and I had another child, and we had responsibilities, you know, and I was living with Donna. And uh, Matt was in the hallway. Remember Don? Yeah. And it's like, and, and they didn't give me much. I didn't, I didn't understand uh, TCI therapeutic crisis intervention at the time. You know, I didn't know. I remembered skip vaguely when I worked at 
you know, some of the institutions, you know, was for special needs, but it was a long time. And Donovan came home and about two days after um, he had an episode that escalated to a rage. I mean, I have never, I don't think I ever, it was the first time I really saw rage where the house, he was destroying the house and he kept screaming how he wanted, it's gonna make me cry, wanted to die. How does a seven year, you know, just wants to die, you know, it's, and you're just, and I was just like, I did not know what to do. And he's screaming and I'm just like, don't know how to help him. And I'm trying to, trying to, you know, um, keep him safe, try to, uh, you know, handle him, uh, you know, per se, gra- grasp him to, to, to be safe. And I went to hold him and he couldn't breathe. And we were on the mat and we're wrestling and he's screaming, he wants to die. And I'm now I'm crying. I need help. I feel very alone and I'm praying to God. And I'm like, you know, I was doing my prayers and nothing was really clicking. And then all of a sudden I'm on top of him and I feel this tingling in the back and I said dimphna like loud and I just said okay dimphna 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 and I just said it loud and loud and please help us please just I was begging for help begging and I could feel the tingles in my in my body in my head in my heart and I just released and calmed down and all of a sudden Donovan's body just he just went from like 10 to five to four to three. And we both just like sobbed and we just started crying. And it was like, and then I leaned over on my side. We were face to face on each other's side, holding each other's hands. And he just said, I'm so sorry. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I love you, you know? And he was like, mom, I love you. And it was the first time he looked at me in my eyes. He was there. He was, he was inside. I could see his soul. You know, when people have mental illness, sometimes they have a glaze that comes over when they're having an episode where it looks like kind of shark-like, like you're just empty and vacant. He was, he was sparkly and I saw his spirit and it was just such a moment for a healing moment for both of us that we knew that at least we had some kind of connection that, that was, that was so real and so beautiful. And then we just held each other. And from then on, I, I, of course was like, Divna, I, I, I don't know you. I'm going to know you. I, I could not, I cannot thank her enough for her energy and love to be there when I need, not even knowing really who she was. She just came and just calling out her name. She knew I was, I was there for good intention to help my son who was mentally ill. And from then on, Donovan uses her prayers and uses her as a safety plan. He's now 18. And if I'm going, I'm calling Dimph now. He's like, I'm all right. I'm all right. He's like, I I got it. I said, do we need to dimph it? Like what's happening? And so from then on, I've always, I put her on the top of my, um, on the top of my team, you know, along with Yogananda um, and Makaija Deck and um, Gabriel, she's, she became part of my team. And every day since I'm always like, what can I do for you? Like I always say, like, 
Dimfno, what can I do for you? She asked for nothing, but her story, if you read about her story and, you know, she was very young, seventh century. You can read about more of her story in depth and I'm not very good at recalling things, but she was only 15 or 16. And, you know, in Ireland where, you know, her, her father was the king, her mother was the queen, her, her father did not practice Catholicism or anything, but the, her mother was a devout Catholic and very beautiful apparently. And the mother, her mother died. And the, the king was so distraught um, that he became ill uh, with grief and was kind of like, well, if I'm gonna get, and everyone was like, you gotta remarry. And the only person he wanted to marry was his daughter. That's pretty inappropriate. So you can imagine he was trying to, and they don't talk about, unfortunately, they don't really discuss this in the Catholic church because we're talking about incest. We're talking about sexual assault. We're talking about runaway. We're talking about, you know, we're talking about maybe all those stigma uh, that that's very uncomfortable that only now in, two in the 2000s, you know, I was just watching Tina Turner's movie and in the eighties was the first time we're really talking about domestic violence, you know? so. I'm sure in the seventh century, that wasn't the topic of the hear ye, hear ye, you know? So with that happening, she ran away. She had a group of people who, who supported her. And when she did run away, she tried to make a life, uh, make a life for herself. And the king went after her and beheaded, ended up, she got beheaded. And so where she lay um, dead um, was a, uh, was kind of where a shrine kind of happened where she just loved she loved people and had an understanding with people who were homeless who had mental illness or who who were afflicted in any way she had such compassion because she could relate to it and so she had a special heart for all those afflicted with mental disorders and so um they say that at the spot where she died homeless people and people who were mentally Ill who prayed for her uh, seem to have had miracles of some kind of mental healing and emotional healing. And um, in Ireland, there's hospitals all over. If you go to a mental institution or facility, they use St. Dymphna. They have cards of St. Dymphna, they use Dymphna. Um, but I think that now she's trying, she's getting a little bit more notoriety. Is that right, notoriety? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and recognition. And so when Josh, and to find someone like Josh, it makes me cry, who understands the how connecting with emotion, you know, connecting emotionally with spiritualism can be so beneficial and really life-changing if you're open to it. And like I said, you don't have to be Catholic. You don't have to be, you don't have to be anything. You just have to be open and it's just another, it's just another kind of um, tool to use and support, like support staff you can't see. And to find someone who understands that is very far and few between. I know in, in the circle I live in and the world that I'm in. Um, and so to, to meet you, Josh, and have that commonality was like, for me, it was like a blessing and a connection. And when you had this idea after you came back from the church i'll let you you know say what your idea was and then we can talk about that thank you for listening no anytime thank you for sharing
Um, I know that's not always easy to do, um, especially on the topics that you shared about. Um, but I think too, like to piggyback off what you said earlier, where she's almost like a forgotten saint or overlooked saint, you know, with the topics of, you know, disabilities, mental health, you know, there, there's, there's stigmas still. And, you know, back in the 90s, Geraldo Rivera did this huge expose about the horrible conditions of these people living in these disabilities. That was less than 30 years ago. You know, it's not that far where people were like, oh, you have a child, just, just send them off somewhere. That's what was done. And we didn't talk about it. It wasn't talked about. And same with mental health. It's only recently getting attention where mental health matters. Men need mental health. Everyone needs mental health. So I think as that's coming into the limelight, the stigma or the shame surrounding the needs of what St. Dimna are being shut off. And it's like, oh, she's she's valid too. She's no different from St. Anthony, St. Joseph, um, St. Jerome, all of them. Like she's valid too. And hopefully as our shift of society shifts, then that was redundant. Um, but it hopefully it puts her in a showcase of like, you know, you don't have to be ashamed to work with St. Dipna. She's a powerful ally um, and willing to help with anyone and everyone. Um, and that was when I was at the cathedral talking with the volunteer, um, she had a similar view too. She was like, you know, with COVID going on, the state of the country, everything, she was like, more people are needing help, the mental help, and they're trying to find places for comfort, for security and support. And she's here and they're finding her and they're coming to her all through different ways, different avenues, but she's here and she felt like, you know, she's just being more prominent because the need is there. Um, and which is, I think is beautiful um, that, you know, she is getting the attention she deserves. More people are able and becoming aware to get help um, spiritually as well. Um, but when I was there, you know, I you know, the gift shop, I went crazy and you know, they sent some books and there's like novenas, which is like a nine days of prayers. And each day there's a theme and you say the prayer, you focus and you're having this short devotion with the saint. And I thought, oh my gosh, her feast day is May 15th. And granted, you know, COVID still has the feast shut down, but how great would it be if we could do something virtually together um, because I know there's a few people who have been interested in St. Dipna or work with her. Like how great would this be if we could come together and do our own feast and celebration of her for all she's done for us and our families. Um, even though it's not at her cathedral, you know, it's, it's all over where we're at, whether it's New York, Ohio, California, anywhere you are, you can participate and we can do this together and have this circle and this space for her. Loved it. And then you, and then I was like, yes, <laughs> I said, yes, yes. We'll figure it out. My favorite saying, I don't know how, I don't know when, but this is going to happen. And it was a very easy process. We had to call Donna and said, Donna, we need your skills. <laughs> we need a wrangler here. <laughs> we need some skills to get this organized. But Josh, you and I came up with a universal approach to the novena. We changed the prayers around a little bit more specific for kind of what um, is the focal uh, afflictions for now. And I'll list them out. So uh, the, like, I'm gonna go in a row for each day. Is that okay if I, if I um, say that, if I talk about that? that so, good. okay, 
So we're, we did a layout of the Universal Novena that we're going to start on May 7th. And it's going to be recorded. Uh, so we're going to have a Facebook page that's going to be centered. Uh, it's going to be kind of the portal uh, for the videos and prayers and information you need for the Novena. And also afterwards, we're keeping this as an emotional, um, sacred space, you know, uh, just to keep it ongoing. So starting May 7th, we're going to be starting with stress, the afflictions of stress, then anxiety, depression, nervous disorder, sexual assault, PTSD, post-traumatic stress uh, disorders, anger, mental disorder, and autism. And so those are, are pretty common. And, and then the, we have general of mental health that you can use. But, we, but Josh and I rewrote um, the prayers itself with the end result of kind of the same of calling for her. And then you can, with practice, you can feel and be open to her, to having her energy assist you and her love. And so I'm very excited about it because it's simplifying, it's, it's simplifying and, um, but not in a negative, it's like simplifying and approachable. Because what I feel is like a lot of people most people, when they express about prayer, they're uncomfortable. So this could be a meditation. This could be a focus. This can be an affirmation. This can be anything that you want to have her to call upon her. She listens and she'll be there. I use it. I use this chant. I use, I call on her often with every, almost every client I work with as a safety plan and a tool. And they easily connect with her and they can't believe it. I'm like, she's a friend. She wants to help. You know, and so there should be no, there should be no, um, what's the word? There should be no barriers. barriers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there should, thank you. There <laughs> should be no, yeah. Now you see behind the podcast, huh, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the barrier, there should be no barriers to get the support. And, um, and as a disclaimer, this is not a substitute, you know, for your mental health, uh, so seeing your doctor, your physician, uh, you know, for medications or anything. This is just an addition to um, just another support tool. And I think it's nice too, because I think the people who do work with St. Dipna have experiences and stories. So it's going to be great to hear, how did you find her? How did she find you? Was it, you know, flipping through a book or did, you know, someone who was familiar with her, was it through therapy? Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to hear if people do share how, the, how they got here. Um, and if they do wanna share what she's done for them, I know that can be very personal, um, but you know, like we said, you know, we're trying to create a, a safe, sacred space um, where people do feel comfortable opening up and sharing. Yeah, I think the best, the, the best most awesome thing is peer support. Mm -hmm. Like hearing somebody else's story, knowing that they're not alone, that all of us have experienced something. All of us have experienced and know somebody who has some kind of mental disorder or an affliction of some kind. Out of three out of three here, there's three of us, you know? We have all been afflicted with something and so you're not alone. And that is the whole key is that, I know for having a son with special needs uh, and uh, not only being intellectually challenged but also having severe bipolar and anger and um and autism uh he has pervasive developmental disorder you know 
which is a lot, uh, I thought I was the only one. The world I lived in, I'm like, oh my God, am I the only one losing friends here? Am I the only one not getting invited to other kids' parties? Am I the only one that can't take their kid to a restaurant? Am I the only one who gets beat up by their kid? And then the day was, I remember January, 2011, I went to a group and there was like maybe 12 other families. I tell my story and they're like, oh, that, oh, let me tell you a story. (laughs) What? You went through it too. And and just the relief of sharing my story and people going, oh yeah, oh yeah, I understand. You want to see my scar? Do you want to see what, you know, this is, and then this is what we did to get through it. And so I think peer support is really amazing. And so we love hearing stories and it's something to be, you know, you know, when you're a survivor of things, it's, it's awesome to share and uh, give other people hope. And I think too, it also helps to validate our own experiences. Cause it's like, well, did I imagine this? Did I put this together? But it's like hearing it like, oh, I had a similar, that was like what mine was. So it's almost like, it makes it more true when other people share what they went through as well, which I really enjoy hearing. Yeah, me too, me too. So those are our plans. That's our plan. Those are great plans. And And then I- Sorry. I'm sorry. You go, go ahead. And I think too, like, and we'll also have like on the group as well of like, all right, here's, some things you need to do so let's you know you'll need to make find a space or get a picture of her so that as we do each day you're going to the same area um so all the we'll have all the directions that you need there um with adequate time for you to get yourself together because you know lives are hectic it's crazy um so we'll make sure that we're giving everything we can to support and make this process easy for everyone else too to do this Mm -hmm. yes yes um, Josh, when Josh went to the church and um, we made a list of some uh, tools that might be helpful. So we do have access. We are limited. We have limited uh, supply. Uh, it's kind of first come, first serve kind of thing is we're making boxes. So if you would like to participate and really be into it and really, you know, want some more of those tools, we, you can, um, for a deluxe box, um, you will have a sodalite. We chose sodalite as her crystal for helping. It's great for anxiety and calm. Um, you'll get a candle that I will be um, I will be inscribing and also channeling her energy while I do it. And I will film that and you'll get that candle. Um, we'll also have a prayer card. That's the, um, the not tradition, the traditional prayer card for her and a coin. This coin is really amazing. And then if you simply just would like a pendant, like those small little pendants that you could put um, on a chain and a prayer card, that's, that's a small, that's a small um, uh, box. Um, we'll post that on the Facebook page as well. And we'll have that up as soon as possible. And you don't have to get it. You know, if you're late in getting it, it's like I said, it all depends on supplies. We'll do our best. I think too, and if like, you know, if your money's really tight, if you go and you just print off a picture off the internet uh, or you pull it up on your phone and you sit it next to a candle, like it, Mm -hmm. you know, the stuff is great and I love stuff, but if you're like, oh, I can't do this because I can't afford it, there's definitely free ways that this can be done. Absolutely. And we're going to be doing the prayers online and you'll have them. 
too. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of like, just having, you know, people, you know, having that uh, focus, it's your choice, but we just like to have options. Yes, so, absolutely. and Josh always has amazing ideas for those who are on Patreon. He did a, an amazing, uh, your, your lamp. Can you want to describe that? Yeah. So I, I love working with like magical lamps. So these are like the kerosene, I think they're kerosene, some oil lamp, like you see at the Cracker Barrel on their tables mm -hmm. and inside, um, like how people would normally dress a candle, like where they carve it, roll it in oil and herbs but you can fill the base of the lamp with the same things for whatever purpose you want. And so this one was like a mental health lamp for St. Dimpna for healing. Um, so in there, I threw like lavender for peace and calm. Um, I threw in one of my medications cause I'm like, all right, you know, this is to help with my anxiety. Um, and I threw that in there and I threw in my prayers. Um, I threw in some other items as well, some oil of hers and then I mix that into with the oil that you burn with my intention of this is for St. Dymphna. I lit it, I said her prayer. And so anytime I need her help, whether it's for myself or someone else, I can go up, I can light the, the lamp, recite the prayer and boom, I'm in business. I don't have to make another candle. I, all I need is just to get that flame going and I'm, I'm in. Um, and it's lovely. I have lamps for different purposes, different uses, and they're they're great to have around. It was so awesome. It was like such it was hack. such a great thing. Huh? It's like a witch hack. It is. It's a, it's like a never ending candle. Like yeah, <laughs> just all you need. You go know, to the Walmart, get a big tug of the oil, and boom, you you have. Yeah. I have a healing one that I've used probably going on five years now. Same mm. side just add more oil yeah that's great so yeah and I like too that it sort of keeps the memories of all everything that I've done everything I've burned for it's like mm. that lives within the lamp yeah I mean that's the magic of a cauldron in mm -hmm. my opinion you know it's yes. still it contains all that energy and work that you've done the intentions from the past that mm -hmm. build on which is why Kathy always says don't do hexes and spells, Donna. Let's get another cauldron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to have just one. <laughs> don't, tell her, don't tell her that I have another cauldron. Don't, say, don't give out. You secrets. guys are terrible. You don't stress give me out. out. Secrets, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Stop stressing me out, guys. Yeah. Well, and plus, you said you're going to send that poison. I'm like, oh, I have a perfect use for this. Yes. <laughs> I know. <Stop. laughs> So, no, I'm just going to send you pieces of my hemlock trees. What you do with it. Oh, it's on me. That's, it's on that's you. all I need. <laughs> it's on you. Mm. My face. Leave me alone. <laughs> I feel judgment. I thought this was supposed to be a safe space. <laughs> well, it goes both ways, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe I gotta me, take when I... it. I got to take it because I give it. That's for yeah. sure. The sisters are in. Josh is a sister. Is in. They, there's no difference. I get it on all on all angles. So Josh, you're on the podcast. Did you ever um, want to ask us something publicly or participate in the podcast in any? Like now's the time. Oh, now's the time to shine. Yeah. Gosh. Well, I guess. Well, I guess one question. Like, do you have? I have a few questions. Do you have like a favorite podcast episode? or like moment of it. And then 
I guess, when did you also realize when the podcast started to shift to be what it is today? Um, That's a good question. I have, I, I know my, one of my favorite moment, my favorite moments in general are when we reveal things to each other that we didn't know before. Mm-hmm. So um, that story that Kathy told about being in that S&M seminar at that witch convention (laughs) that laughter i i mean we were at sophie's apartment we were sitting on the floor making do because this was at a time when kathy still neither one of us had the technology technological skills to actually do the podcast just record it without sophie so we had to sophie's a new mom we're sitting on the floor. It was, um, I think it was comfort zone. Is the yeah, comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that it was just going to be annoying to the listeners because all we're doing is laughing to the point where we can't breathe. We're not making any sound except for like, <laughs> <laughs> and I love those moments. That's one of my favorite moments on the podcast. Um, to me, the first time I realized that it had um, resonating effect was very early on, like within a couple of months. Um, the first few episodes, we really felt like we were just talking to each other and we put it out there and really with no idea that anybody was listening at all. And uh like about a month or so into it one of the things cat you know kathy and her catchphrases early on she was uh talking about encouraging people by just saying you got this right so there was an episode one of the you know first second third fourth episode where kathy it was like encouraging people like just you got this you got this and i got a message from an acquaintance um who's now a friend her name is kat and she lives uh, in Pittsburgh. And I hadn't heard or talked to her in years because she moved out of the area, but you know, friend, acquaintance, like friends, good feelings, but far away. And she messaged me on Facebook and said, uh, Don, I listened to your podcast. I love you and your sister. I actually ran into somebody on the street who was having a really bad day. And I encouraged her and I used Kathy's cat you know, catchphrase, you've got this really cheered this person up and it's, it's life-changing. And I remember reading it like, what? Like (laughs) it was shocking. Um, and I shared it with Kathy and I was like, first of all, somebody's listening. (laughs) And we're like, oops. (laughs) People are listening. (laughs) People are listening. And then, um, but for me, that was the first time where somebody reached out and said, that we really impacted their lives. And it's a humble brag to say that that's a regular occurrence. Like there's, Kathy and I have, this has developed, the sisters have developed, like the Patreon circle is so fulfilling and our workshops are so fulfilling and our work outside of just recording, you know, podcasts to make each other laugh and talk about our kooky lives. outside of the podcast like at this point we've got this ball rolling like the podcast is an an aside sometimes like the dimphna thing we were talking about 
how can we get people interested? How do we let people know? And it was like, oh yeah, we have a podcast, <laughs> right? So that's a good example. And, um, but one of the things that does keep us coming back to the mic uh, after all these years, when I feel like I've told all my stories um, is that people reach out to us regularly and tell us number one, that we make them laugh. Number two, that they feel like they're like they're at the kitchen table and they are a sister with us, which I love. And that doesn't mean a female like you have said mm -hmm. that. Um, and that uh, we help people. Kathy more than me because I don't really care about people, but Kathy does. She says so. that. She's such <laughs> an ass. She, loves, she says that. She loves people. She has this like, I love that she tries to be like, I'm so bleh. And I'm like, no, hey, you're a nice person. You're not, stop. How many times do you, I, I'll read a comment on Instagram and I'll just be like, ugh. Kathy's like, and, stop it. They're nice. <laughs> and, 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 and. Anyway, so those those that's my answer kathy what are your answers to that well i was on to say my favorite episode is comfort zone hands yeah. down because i forgot that story and i forgot how ridiculous it was to go back listen to it. it's hysterical and it just reminds me of how insanely gullible i am to things and how loopy i am and it makes me laugh um my second favorite one i have to say is recently the light field what was, I don't know the name of the episode when we went to the light field, light yeah. field trip. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And we laughed so hard. It's like, anytime we have, we, we like trigger each other to have like a real big laugh is yeah. my favorite, you know, tits hung crazy is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good boy. You're a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite episode of ours? Like, when did you listen to us and you're like, oh, I love these girls? So I stumbled on because Nancy, who's been on the episode, I yeah. worked with her um, and we had started to become friends. We were going to different like trauma workshops and everything. And so I saw a familiar face. So I went to her, even though we weren't really super close before. Um, but we were, she was like, oh, I have some friends who do this podcast. I think you'd really like it. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll check it out. Meaning, thanks for the suggestion, but yeah, okay. Like, I, I listened to it. Well, then like fast forward a few months later, she tried again. She's like, oh, did you try? I'm like, oh, I didn't. And I'm like, oh, okay, I should listen to this before I get asked again. And I was listening to a few and um, I'm like, okay, like, you know, I don't have any connection, you know, at all. So I'm listening, you know, and the when I got hooked, I don't know what episode it was, but it was Donna's story where she was with Donovan and I think your dad at Wendy's. And he was oh yeah. Day, and I don't know why it, I got upset hearing about it, but he got like sick and tried to get in the bathroom. Yeah. And like this woman stepped in and said, Not today. Like you you do what you need to do, like saying not today to the manager. Um and I just felt like I had this immediate kinship to Donna. Like, you know, I think Kathy and I are very similar, like, oh, you know, happy, even though everything's going awful. Um, and, but like when I heard that from Donna, I'm like, like, I felt like you were just very real and vulnerable. And I've worked with a lot of families who've had a similar experience. And then I was hooked. And then I got to hear stories about where you dressed up as grapes for like a swimming party. <laughs> And you know the 
Mr. Lucky at the the, the crap shooting Snappy table. snap, yeah. Snappy snap. snap. And like all these things. And then like hearing Nate, like hearing all this stuff, like I was laughing with you all, even though I didn't know you yet. Like yeah. moments where you're just laughing are great because it made me laugh. And I felt like I was in the room listening, even though at that oh. point, no idea who I was. And yeah. So I'll that go was, on um, like. That episode. Uh, Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. That episode was accountability. Accountability. That, that's when we talked about Kathy being friends with a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah, son of Sam is my friend. He's your friend. Yeah. <laughs> I know and friend. a brand new listener is listening to this and thinks that you're being um like pity no. and you're not. It's no nope. yeah, I, <laughs> I have a relationship. Yes. <laughs> you have Great. that Ziggy card from him. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Miss Z, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> you and your family, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thank you, David. I'm Thank you, David. Chased, as you can see. That's yeah. okay. Thank you, David Berkowitz. But, um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Josh, but that was... Um, oh, you're fine. Yeah. And I think it's fun. Like, even, like, you know, the banana, the sauerkraut, you two are, like, just, just very opposite ends of, like, vibrations, everything. But, and it's funny hearing the banter. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just great. Thank you, Josh. And we love you. And, and you just mesh with us. And it was just such an easy, like, whoop, coming right in. And I, I just am so grateful for not only you listening and supporting us, but you've inspired me so much. Like when I'm like, I, you're my go-to person when I feel like I'm like, I need to, I need an idea. And you're like this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. If like you I first, listen, if you listen yeah. to episodes before we met you, like early on when we didn't really know, like Kathy does readings, you know, Kathy used to do a lot more readings than um, she does anymore. I don't know why, but um, she used to, you know, bring out the cards and the King of Wands kept coming up and we just kept saying, we can't wait to meet this guy. Who's this, this guy? He's so coming. nice. He's and one it's of in us. The podcast. It's in the episodes before we meet you. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But we would be reading and we're like, who is this? Because the other Josh is our King of Cups. And that that was obvious to us when he first came on and we would talk about our other Josh. But we didn't know who this King of Wands was. We were like, is it a producer? Is it a like <laughs> is this gonna is this we get on the radio? He loves us. He's gonna work with us. <laughs> Oh my Miss god. Trust me. Wah, wah. No. No, no, no. No, I feel like um to me, I feel like you, your vibration, your energy for us is um that Patreon, you know, whirly gig that's happening. Yeah. And yeah, you um, definitely help me step it up. You help me step it up. Yeah. I it really had to do with stepping outside the podcast. So you really did fill that role that we saw, you know. We saw Hands you down. we saw you coming. Yeah. and then yeah. i'm sorry and i really enjoyed the story when um nancy who was my you know friend from childhood who introduced you to it and then you joined the patreon circle early on as a vip and so we sent you a mug and she yes. told me that. <laughs> and she, so we sent you a mug we were like thank you josh one of the first people to vip and she ended up at your house for um, for a party, and a friend of yours was trying to tell Nancy like how great our podcast is. She's like, "Yeah, I know." 
I, I was there a first. <laughs> I, a I love that story. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to make sure I checked her pockets before she left because <laughs> I can see her sneaking out with this cup and being like, I showed them. <laughs> and then my partner was on the road in Cincinnati. You went to go see him. It was great. It was really great. Yeah, yeah. when he was um, at a horror convention mm -hmm. in Cincinnati and I'm like, I, and I was telling Justin, I'm like, I need to bring my mug. I need to bring my mug. <laughs> like, this is great. Like, I haven't met you all yet. So I'm like, well, at least I'm meeting like, adjacent it's like six yeah. degrees of don and kathy right and then i think too it was i think a month or two after that is when kathy came out to victory of light for like yes. the yeah best. Mm -hmm. and then um so good we met, met you and then we went over to someone else's house i'm not sure if she wants her name said or not but right. um and it was great and then fast forward six months and then i'm Nancy and I are road tripping out to New York for Thanksgiving. I mean, I think awesome. the underlying current to all of this, including our podcast, is, is just being authentic. Mm -hmm. Like our whole journey has started from just good intentions, trying to make each other laugh. Um, no pretense, um, uh, no consider no consideration of others feelings or opinions <laughs> <laughs> obvi and um and just um allowing other people's authenticity to um participate with us and if you if we look at our history um there are a few characters who came into our realm with um inauthentic intentions or inauthentic motives. Uh, not that they're both the same. There's a subtle difference um, there. And they don't tend to succeed in our circle. We don't tend to, the truth comes out, we tend to, um, we don't go so far as to block them or put them on blast, but we're just like, we just give no energy towards it. It just filters out. It just filters it, it out organically. It naturally filters out. Like people who come into our circle, we approach them with like the possibility that they could be like our King of Wands. And then it's very, it becomes very clear. And you know, other people, we, um, Kathy and I also belong to another group. And um, when people talk about jumping into things in the unknown, I always say, I feel like Kathy and I, we don't do anything in the unknown because Kathy has her cards at all times. <laughs> right. And so there were so many times where card readings would, um, somebody would come into our sphere and we would have like weird feelings or have those inner dialogues of like, is it just me or did that rub me the wrong way? And occasionally, a very out of the three and a half years, very twice, few twice yeah. Kathy was like no that person no and then she would flip over cards and I'd say I don't know Kath and then sure enough they would show their true selves so um it's so you know you cat you know Kathy always says you know you attract who you're like you know like attracts like and so our philosophy is if we just continue to be authentic <laughs> Right. We will continue to attract authentic. Yeah. And 
we, when people say, you know, where do you see yourselves in five years? We don't play that game. We can't place ourselves in five years. We can tell you that we just want to be authentic and happy. Yeah. But, um, we, yeah, we just continue forward with open heart and authenticity. And hopefully the people who come into our realm and our sphere have the same intention and it can only be great. It's a phenomenal. And that's how yeah. it works in life. You know, that's how it works in life. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's very spiritually driven. Right. And I think, you know, we're meant to be where we're meant to be and those who were meant to be will, will be. And those who aren't, then they remove themselves, get removed, different things. And then you're left with what should be. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So um, thank you, Josh. Those were amazing questions. It was nice to talk about that. I like being interviewed. I do love being interviewed. It makes my, it makes it easier when people are asking me questions because then I can answer them. Kind of like tests. I like the the multiple choice, you know, I do very well with that. So I have my cards out because Donna was like, oh, you haven't done cards in a while. So I'm like, I thought for the end of this, I'll pull some cards. What do you think? Sounds good. All right. Everybody take a deep breath. You know, when Kathy says to um, little Nico, take a deep breath, he goes like, he just blows like this. He just, that's his deep breath. Uh, Oh, wow. Okay, so I didn't shuffle these good enough because uh, Donna and I did a reading beforehand and it just keeps popping out. It's not just about you, Donna. Okay, hold on. Okay, here we go. So this time, so I'm going to say for the next week, I'm just going to say, this is for the week for all of us, okay, is now is the time to re, to start writing a new story. Enough with the old stuff, enough with it. They're saying, take the strength and really re, like write a new story. Don't rewrite it, write in a new perspective. Because what happens is we want to take old ideas all the time. And then we, you know, we realize like those ideas were from like 20 years ago or even five years ago. You've changed, you've evolved. It's not going to work the same. So they want, instead of pressing the, you know, refresh button, they're saying, take a minute, have the same intention and really rewrite your new plan because you're not the same person. That's a great message for this week because um, we have the 10. We got the 10 of swords, right? End of a chapter, beginning of a new chapter, which we love. I got the 10 of the eighth of swords came out. And then we got the strength. So again, August, because the eight always comes out for Donna with her writing is always in the end of the summer. It's like you you thrive right before fall comes in because then you want to do work. That's when you do your work. I so always you love the first day of school. Yeah, I don't understand that language. I was petrified. Petrified. I, I had school phobia. <laughs> well, that is usually like around the sign of Virgo, and Virgos are about, you know, getting that order and getting things done. So, yeah, that's not me. That's not me at all. So, but I love the sword because the sword is about not only the strength you have, but it's really getting that inner strength of communication and you, you know we're all creators and writers and art artists so now is it, but it's like we have to stop trying to rewrite what the idea was and have the same kind of idea but just do it completely different of where you are now and that's what's going to make us successful you know yeah 
So that's the reading for the week or even however long, however long you need that for. But I think it's good advice. So Josh, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Oh my God, this is so great. So fantastic. It was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the, your Dymphna work. So I encourage everyone to um, check out the, Dymph the, the Facebook page, which is going to be called what? Dymphna's, Dymphna's Square. Dymphna Square. How do you spell Dymphna? D-Y-M-P-H-N-A apostrophe S. S-Q-U-A-R-E. I could, I did spell it. Dymphna's Square. Right. And that's going to be, um, you two are the administrators of it. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be an ongoing support mm -hmm. um, place for all of those things that St. Dymphna um, uh, helps with. Yeah, we're going to post videos. We're going to post um, inspirations. You can share a Dymphna story. Um, we're even thinking about putting like resources out there. Um, it's not a site where you're going to get psychological help. I just want to disclaim that. Right. Like, we want you to get help. And if you need help, obviously there's numbers that might we might put down for you. But this is a place where you can have camaraderie and maybe some resources from us to help you on that spiritual journey to get emotional well-being. So that's the intention of it. So we are very sensitive to your needs. Um, I'm sure that we, if we can help you in any way, but that's not going to be the intention of Dymphna Square. It really is a community of sacred space. Right, it's more sacred rather than like therapy. Correct. So. Okay. Yes, sacred. And I think hopefully too, you know, with vaccines, everything rolling out that maybe May 15th of 2022, we'll be able to do that trip that we had hoped to do in 2020. Sisters trip. We'd love to do that. Yeah. Love to do that. Um, I just want to say one last thing, uh, Josh, when you posted those pictures, you showed me those pictures. I was so emotional. You could feel it just from the pictures you took. It was amazing. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And that's where like, I was, that's still like one thing that kind of blew me away. Like, you know, I'm used to working with energy and connecting. I didn't expect to feel what I felt when I was in the cathedral. Um, so I'll definitely be going back again. Wonderful. And well, hopefully we'll be there with you when it happens. Yes. All right, Josh, don't hang up. Kathy's going to stop recording. And okay. thanks everyone. We'll see you on Patreon. All right. High five. High five, everybody. Bye. Bye. Open up my window.